My name is Jennifer Smith and welcome to the CRC Conversation on the Christopher Peter Review. If you are a seasoned listener, then you know we focus on facts, evidence, and data in our discussions on salient current events that impact our public policy, our economic outcomes, and our overall society. If you are not a seasoned member of our audience, then you are now aware of what to expect when listening to our content. A lot of topics to discuss today so let us jump right in. So where do we begin? Maybe with the economy. The American economy is clearly headed for a recession, which more economists seem to agree that any kind of soft landing at this point is almost impossible. Americans are seeing their investments, wealth, and retirement funds evaporate with the massive losses in value with the stock market. Beyond the stock market, companies are seeing their earnings stagnant and even decrease, which will obviously have a negative impact on hiring at some point. As economists, the signs are pretty clear the future is not bright. My name is Christopher Peter and welcome to the Christopher Peter Review. Like I do many mornings, I watch different financial news shows and the one guest talked about looking for investments in companies that are not cyclical and continued to talk about the expectations that this decline may not subside until late next year. Not exactly something that anyone hoped to hear. Definitely not an economy that is built back better. Not the economic condition we expected on January 20, 2021. Inflation is still reducing Americans' take-home pay, reducing savings, and limiting opportunity. There are still supply issues impacting our producers and healthcare organizations. We are told to look at the bright side, but every area they point to darkens the next month. Now let's talk about the issues surrounding our border. The influx of illegal crossing into border communities is an issue that persists for generations. Not a new one. But one that is resurging under the policies enacted by the Biden administration, which has caused a reported record number of crossings since Biden enacted executive orders to relax border enforcement. Now, Republican governors have brought the border issue to the forefront by sending illegals to cities Democrats made sanctuary cities. If our border was indeed closed and secured like the Biden administration claims, there would not be any illegals to bust to these cities. Are you surprised by the reaction by Democrat mayors and governors who embraced sanctuary policies now make kidnapping accusations? Illegal immigration is an issue that we need to look at with not only compassion, but with common sense. The narrative that these individuals who risk life and limb to cross into our society is for the opportunity for a better life for their families and themselves is something we all can connect with and appreciate. We can also appreciate that simply having a reason to do something does not make it justifiable in itself, especially if there is a policy, rules, or potentially harmed parties that prefer it not to happen. There are laws governing immigration in America and most nations. The United States is not the only nation with such laws. Might be surprising to some. Nations need to know who is entering their borders. National security and societal planning are interests above the personal interests of the illegal crosser. Where we are born is all luck. We have no choice in the parents we are born to or the nation that we are born in. But, we all have the responsibility to elevate ourselves in a legal manner. That is where choice comes in and we are responsible for the choices we make and the consequences that go with them a concept lost on our friends on the left at times. In an upcoming podcast, we are going to discuss how we can have responsible immigration reform that improves both the needed border security and the compassionate approach to addressing the population of dreamers who should be offered a path to rectify a situation not entirely of their choosing, although they reap the benefits. I agree. Back to the busing aspect of the issue. I think it is an awkward position. On one hand, Republicans are raising the issue to the front and center, but you are also helping the Biden administration aid and abet people who violate our laws. 
Many of the complaints made by New York Mayor Eric Adams or Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot are similar to ones made by border mayors that go unheard by mainstream media and the political elite. It is a political ploy that brings the issue to the forefront but transfers more cost to the already impacted states. The kidnapping accusations made by progressives are invalid because the federal government under Joe Biden already moves illegals in the middle of the night. So, one would think these Democrats would be thanking their Republican counterparts. Democrats love to talk a big game, storytell, and use people as their political pawns, but are not happy when they are called out on their positions. These sanctuary cities embraced having illegal immigrants stress their budgets and resources. Not the border communities that deal with the issue on a daily basis to a higher extent. We need a secure and orderly border as well as a compassionate manner to deal with the few that are not directly at fault. These sanctuary cities, communities and even some radical states have embraced criminality but seem unhappy with the cost. It is one thing to spew rhetoric when you do not have to address the challenges with an issue. Now, these communities have to because of the policies their political leaders implemented and are not handling it well. There are many law and order Democrats, just harder to find them. From his campaign, New York City Mayor Eric Adams is one of them. But, his political party overall seems to have embraced lawlessness as part of acceptable everyday life. They seem to concern themselves more with how criminals are impacted by the crimes they commit than the victims of those crimes, who are part of the event against their will. Pennsylvania Senate candidate John Fetterman called for a radical and dangerous plan of releasing one-third of the prison population and this was pre-stroke. Do Democrats no longer care about the safety and well-being of the citizens that pay their taxes? I feel like Democrats sympathize with the wrong side of criminal acts all too often and purposefully blind themselves to the impact of these crimes, while many Republicans take harsher stances on crime. Along with immigration crimes, Democrats, mainly the progressives, seem to feel that as long as you have a good reason you can commit criminal acts. Many times they attribute false narratives on the victims to justify these acts. For instance, if a thief stole and claimed it was because he or she was hungry, then liberals would argue that the rich store owner is not the victim, but the thief who did not even bother to ask. In reality, many store owners are not rich and insurance claims raise costs on not only the business but future customers. The sad part is that many Democrats are giving cover to violent criminals due to their overreaction to the George Floyd incident. Many criminals operate without fear of police because police are not patrolling as frequently as before or operate with less officers than before. Not every crime should result in a jail sentence, but we cannot turn a blind eye to those who violate our social norms. The ironic part is that progressives call for releasing convicted criminals for actual crimes, but want people jailed for using words they do not like or prefer or hold views they do not share. Also, Democrats seem to find it acceptable to use law enforcement for political purposes. The aura of criminality is an effective ploy for them even when they continue to fail to find any actual criminal act. Of course, I'm talking about the endless probes, investigations, and harassment of former President Donald Trump, which continue to fail to show any real crime. Each accusation continues to turn out false or show that they do not understand what the crime actually entails. This is not a new trick used by Democrats as they have a long history of using the courts to harass political opponents with frivolous lawsuits. In regards to the investigations, the obvious goal is to find a way to connect Trump with the Capitol riot because they fear he will easily prevail against Biden in 2024. So they are willing to spend taxpayer funds on political objectives rather than actually doing the work of the American people. The Capitol riot was a bad event but many of the people sitting in jails without proper treatment seemed to be trespassers. Obviously, there were people there with malcontent, but the federal government seems to be overcharging many of these individuals simply for being in D.C. that day.
Unfortunately, there are many people dense enough to walk into a building to see what is going on that day. It happens all the time. People walk to watch burning buildings. Stupid but not really criminal beyond trespassing. While we should investigate crimes, our justice system is not intended to shape the competitive landscape for Democrat politicians. We are supposedly not an autocracy. Using law enforcement to harass political opponents is very Putin-esque. Let us shift to a different topic. The Boston Celtics suspended their head coach for the upcoming season for violating organizational rules relating to a consensual relationship and claims of unwanted comments. Some of the commenters on the issue seem to make race-based claims against the Boston Celtics because Emo Udoke is black. Along with financial news broadcasts, I do mix in sports shows at different times of the day to serve as background noise. I happen to have first take on, where I watch their coverage as well as the Celtics press conference. Here is my take. First, I think it should be clear and obvious that the Boston Celtics did need to hold a press conference to address the issue because a head coach missing from games is not something one can reasonably overlook. If it involves someone not in the public eye, then maybe there is no need to announce it. It is better for the interim coach and players if the team gets out in front of it and they are not left to answer why their head coach is missing. Second, I do not agree with calling for the release of the woman's name because she is obviously not a public figure, so why subject her to the toxic media? Third, many companies have rules regarding relationships in the office, some may completely forbid it, requiring one party to resign, others may require that one party transfer outside of the influence of the other. Generally, people in power are not allowed to have relationships with people that report into them or they can influence. We saw this with McDonald's where a consensual relationship led to the change at the helm. I do think the penalty is a bit much and if it was consensual then why only one side gets penalized? One would think that some lesser penalties would be issued to the woman as well. If equality is really a thing. We do not have all the evidence or facts, nor should we, but the Celtics do have the right to address issues that impact their brand. I think there were some awkward answers by the Celtics, which is justifiable for criticism. If you are just suspending the coach, why leave it open if you are going to retain him? Are you just trying to hold the rights of the coach? A better response would be saying barring unforeseen issues you would bring him back. Otherwise, it is better to terminate the coach. Sticking with basketball, former Sixer Ben Simmons decided to give his side of the story regarding his exit from Philadelphia accusing the Sixers of not providing him with the support he needed from a mental health aspect. He said he has no issue with the city and still holds it dear to his heart, mainly for business interests. We are both Philly sports fans and you preferred Simmons not be traded. Although you do seem to like how Harden fits and the prospects of this upcoming season. I have a great respect for what Ben Simmons brought to the team, despite his unwillingness to shoot the ball. Mental health is not something to take lightly. But, I also feel like a person with the financial resources he is blessed with cannot deflect responsibility for your own care. Like any other health condition, the patient is the party that bears the greatest responsibility for their care. They have to champion their cause, ask the right questions, and show up to appointments as well as follow treatment protocols. From what we read during the whole standoff, it did not appear that Simmons did enough to effectively communicate with the team, teammates, or others. There were times when they reported he would not answer or return calls. They showed great patience with him, trying to bring him in on his own time schedule. I am a fan of Ben Simmons and everyone has their side or perception of a story. Finally, we are once again seeing a baseball season end with two home run chases taking center stage. Albert Pujols just became the fourth player to reach the 700 home run threshold and Aaron Judge looks to set the American League record. Along with the upcoming changes for next year, D. 
Do you see this as a boost for baseball in the same manner the chase for Maris was in the late 90s? I am a bit biased because baseball is a sport that I hold dear. My Phillies making the playoffs this year will be the defining moment of this season. Sorry, our Phillies. Seeing that Pujols reached that milestone in a Cardinals uniform is special I think. Just so reminiscent of those great Cardinal years he had. Aaron Judge bet on himself and did not hurry to sign a contract and now probably will earn a larger value with this season. One where he stayed healthy and will pass Maris. In regards to the rule changes, I am a fan of the shift rule because the shift has been an anchor on the game. I think the game will become more athletic rather than being played based on computer simulations. Well it is that time where we close this conversation. On behalf of the entire CRC team, we appreciate your viewership. Please continue to explore our site for more content. Thank you once again and talk to you next time.